And now it's time for Geek News. After the fact. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> all right. Five weeks and it's all gone. <laughs> you know. What are we doing? Why is the camera not running? It usually just takes us missing one <laughs> to be off our game. We've missed, what, two recordings. Yes. So, all right. Well, um, only because December was five weeks. Darn extra week. Threw everything off. Yeah, if it wouldn't have been for that, we would have only skipped one because you were going to be gone for the last end of December. I don't have a ton. Nor do I, so you go first. Okay. In regular geek news, Shadowrun Hong Kong is on Kickstarter right now from Hairbrain, uh, which is the video game, the tablet and Steam and all that good stuff. Uh, version, if you remember, what was it? Shadowrun Returns. Mm-hmm. And then they did the director's cut. And then they had an add on that was Germany? Berlin. Yeah. Berlin. Yeah. And if you have not played that one, you should. Uh, those, those games are excellent. So I see no reason why Hong Kong shouldn't be excellent as well. I'm definitely, I, I'm very much in a, do I really want to back something? Like I've been that way for a while now. I'm very cautious on backing things right now. It's, you know, between this place. Well, this and is a else. bit of a proven track record here between <laughs> yeah. Shadowrun yeah. and, uh, Exil- not Exilus, Golem Arcana. So, yeah. But this is, this is one that I'm really kind of interested in. So that launched. Uh, I did not pull how long. Did you pull when it's going to end? It just launched like, it's like today. Uh, 29 days or something like that. Yeah. I think they did a 30. Yeah. But I was, oh, or is it? Cause I was looking at something else and I know, but anyways, yeah. I, I, they didn't do super long. I don't think. Definitely check it out. It's definitely worth checking out and one I'm very interested in. I, I will more than likely pledge on this one because I pledged on the first one and, uh, it was awesome. You know, we've been gone for a while. I didn't like collect a, a ton of news. Even like when we get into the main episode, I didn't like backtrack the entire time. Oh, we've no, been nor did I gone or anything. So, but you know, a couple things have kind of happened here and there. And the only one that I really put down for us to maybe discuss is, you know, the Ant-Man trailer mm-hmm. came out and it's been mixed. I'd say a lot of people are kind of mixed on it. I think there's uh an unwarranted amount of negative for, what was it? A buck 35 or a buck 50. <laughs> it's only, it's less than two minutes. Mm-hmm. I, I don't well, know it, what yeah, you can right. bag on. It's, it's a teaser trailer. Yeah. It, it wasn't even a full blown trailer. It was a, a teaser trailer for a movie that's not coming out anytime soon, really. Yeah. It shows nothing except the costume and Hank Pym to give you and a little bit too much Evangeline Lilly, but let's not go there. Um, <laughs> it gives you a good look of what the three mains are going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gives you a hint at Yellow Jacket, whether yep. that's yep. going to be Hank Pym or Paul Rudd or somebody else. Who knows? I think it'll be Paul Rudd. Uh, if they totally go that way and have him do all of that, mm-hmm. that'd be okay. Especially since they gave Evangeline Lilly Janet Van Dyne's haircut, mm-hmm. even though she's not, she was not going to be the wasp, they say. They've given her the haircut. For a minute and a half, they showed him shrink, they showed ants, and they showed the costume. And I think it looks okay yeah. for a minute and a half. Yeah, I think it was fine. And and the reason, one of the reasons why, like you said, they kind of hinted at, at Yellow Jacket. And one of the reasons why I think it'll be Paul Rudd is because of his line. Is it too late to change the name? No, that's true. It could go that way. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's where my thinking is on it, that it'll eventually be Paul Rudd as Yellow Jacket by the end of the movie, mm-hmm. moving into bringing him into the Avengers or something. 
Yeah, yeah I, I wasn't. I wasn't upset with it. I mean, I wasn't like. I mean, he's not one of my favorite characters. Yeah, so I, I don't have a big emotional investment right. in it. But I wasn't super excited about it. I wasn't, but I wasn't disappointed. I wasn't angry about it. <laughs> for sure, I'm not angry at Paul Rudd being in or. But like you said, there's there's that whole Ant Man. I mean, the Ant Man Wasp thing. I read it. But I wasn't ever really all that invested in it. I mean, I know they're like, oh, they're troubled characters. And, and for the time that they were these big troubled characters. But that's not true either because Tony Stark has always been in, in that same line. And yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I'm going to go see it because it's a Marvel movie. You know, some people are trying to do the, well, this will be their flop. Well, you said that about Guardians of the Galaxy too. And, and I think, like you said, for what they showed us and basing that off of a teaser... <laughs> <laughs> an early teaser. Uh, I think you're being a little premature there. <laughs> Let, let's wait a while. So I, I'd definitely check it out. Yeah. I mean, I'll go see it. If nothing else, it should be a nice character departure from everything that they've done. I don't yeah. think that's going to make it a flop just in itself, but he's a different type of character than anything they've done so far. So, right. It, it seems like, and it can uh, lend itself to, being more of a character piece, don't you think? Mm-hmm. And you're right. I mean, it's how people accept that after seeing all these other things. If they go a full blown character piece, who knows that that may not sit well with some people, but I don't think it's a bad way to go. You know, they, they steadfastly refused and they've said always that they're not going to do demon in a bottle for Tony Stark. Although they did kind of a PTSD version of that in the last <laughs> movie. So this is their chance to do a more human hero. And that was always Marvel's strong point for me growing up. Their heroes, of course, I was always more of an X-Men than the Avengers person, but their heroes are human. Their character, their, their characters are people. You know, the JLA and all that stuff on the DC side, those are larger than life. Those are the superheroes. And that had an appeal for me too. But especially as a teenager and the X-Men, those were people as much as they were heroes. And Marvel's always done that for me a lot better than DC. So this is their chance to do a character since they're not going to get on the black widow bandwagon and give us a character movie about black widow, <laughs> which I think should have been their first choice. Yeah. I'd check that out. So, yeah. And at least, I mean, the Avengers too have always, but I mean, the Avengers are kind of like the Marvel's JLA, but like you said, I mean, almost all of them are care are flawed mm-hmm. in very human in various ways. Even, you know, uh, even the crap that they put the various incarnations of Thor through, you know. <laughs> All right, miscellaneous type stuff. I just kind of saw this and caught it today and thought it was kind of cute. But there's a add-on pack for the Lego Batman Three mm-hmm. that is from Arrow, and it's actually Stephen Amell oh, really? doing the voice the and everything. Nice. I guess it's like really short, and it's only like it's a three dollar add-on pack. Oh, so um, it's not like a full expansion. Yeah, I mean, because it's they're they're not doing. You know, it's not its own game. Yeah, it's an add-on pack for Batman Three for Lego Batman Three. But I thought it was it was it was kind of cute. I watched the trailer today, and it was just like I'm gonna become something green and pointy, like an arrow. <laughs> so it was just you know, it, it was cool. But yeah, he did the voice for for it, and I thought that was kind of kind of nice. We don't have that's one of the few Lego games we don't have yet, but we want it. So I, I threw that on on Megan's timeline today to nudge her for you know we still got to get this one. <laughs> you you need to finish uh whatever Assassin's Creed you're up to. <laughs> oh, she's beyond. Oh, okay. 
Well, she does still have one Assassin's Creed game she hasn't played, but that's back on the 360. You know, they released the 360 and the Xbox One one at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, here you go. <laughs> I don't think we got it, the one for the 360 yet, because she was still playing the one on the Xbox One. Gotcha. All right. So from there, uh, I've got a little bit of network news, starting with <laughs> the fact that we have a new name for the network since we've been gone. <laughs> Uh, we when are, last you heard, we yeah. were the Geek Cast Network. Yeah, we're today throw, we're throwing that out. We are now known as the United Geeks Network. Long story short, there's another Geek Cast Geek Cast Radio Network out there. They contacted me. We had some conversations, and we talked to our members, and we decided, yeah, it's not worth the hassle. We'll just make the change. And luckily, on the plus side, he contacted me the weekend we were going to reshoot the promos. So. I didn't have to shoot, I didn't have to re-reshoot the promos or re-re-record because we had not done them yet. And we had started having that conversation that weekend. And you know, like I said, that was the weekend Megan and I had put a bunch, uh, aside a bunch of time to go through the promos and get them ready so that everybody had one. And that had to stop. <laughs> we had to come up with a new name and all that good stuff. So In related we- news. I was both surprised, amused and irritated. <laughs> By the number of things that are registered with geek cast and (laughs) work in the title. Yes. Jordan jumped in during my, uh, when I ran a couple names by him, apparently he, he hated all of them. So (laughs) he went and did his own search. Well, all right, people. I feel like I'm part of a larger community now. (laughs) Good on you geeks. (laughs) So yeah, we are United Geeks Network now. So we got a new name. And with a new name, we also have a new member. Uh, I think uh, we we did talk about Jill joining, right? Mm-hmm. So Geek Girl Weekly is part of us. But uh, the Game Crafter official podcast Woo-hoo! is part of the network as well, which uh, cra- you know, crazy happenstance. I happen to co-host. But, <laughs> but uh, JT Smith and I co-host that one, and it's, it's kind of what it sounds like. It's all about the Game Crafter and its community. Uh, so we talk about what's going on over there, new features they're releasing, things that they're, they're working on. Uh, like one of the recent episodes, which is kind of news as well, is that they're doing the crafter con inside of, uh, game hole con, which is in, I think Madison, Wisconsin as well. That's in November. So they're doing an education track kind of seminar style thing inside that convention. And, uh, I will be one of the speakers at said seminar. I'll be there. Um, let's see. Cyrus, Father Geek will be there as well. Uh, we both jumped on board. Uh, also recently announced, uh, Steve Jackson will be doing a track and, um, the, the Mitney. Do you know the Mitney? No. M I T T A N I. They announced this one today. It's a, a guy who quit his job. I can't remember what he was. I think it was a, was he a lawyer? I don't know. Quit his job to play Eve online professionally and start a a a media network and he's done it so he's coming in to kind of share his story so he he's on board for the summit one of the seminar tracks as well i tell you that's a crazy popular game anywhere except this country (laughs) i don't know why it didn't pick up here but that's just crazy popular so i'm not surprised he had success based around that yeah, it's, it's crazy, but yeah, he got, he was announced today. So, uh, and I forgot what his real name is. 
but he's he's on board. Steve Jackson's on board. Uh, there's several other people. Uh, Tavis from the Game Crafter is also doing a seminar to basically, uh, I think his is around getting good action shots of your game and stuff. So being able, so for your, the promotional marketing side of your game. Yes. Sorry, I just, <laughs> Dirk Diggle just popped into my head there. Marsha. Come on, Marsha. Nice. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, and Cyrus and I still are not sure what we're talking about yet. I know when J- JT had, uh, presented it to me, he threw like six ideas at me and said, you could talk about any one of these. And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> Which one do you want me to talk about? <laughs> or I could do my own. <laughs> Cyrus and I did kick around the idea of locking the door and making everybody listen to a live taping of Two Bald Geeks, though. <laughs> <laughs> So that should be a lot of fun. Like I said, that's in November. Look, you see Cyrus drinking an hour before his panel. <laughs> I will not be recording with him. We've <laughs> <laughs> already had that conversation recently, too. <laughs> and then the last thing I have that's uh, United Geeks Network news related is, of course, one of our members is Broken Prism Reviews. And Matthew also runs Broken Prism Games. Uh, that's his, his publishing side, his des- designer side. And he has a game on Kickstarter right now called WYSIWYG, uh, which stands for, for his game, What You Steal is What You Get. So that's on Kickstarter right now as well. Go check that one out. Did you play that? Were you I was with here. us? I wasn't playing it. Oh, that's right. You showed saw, up while we were playing it. it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Because we got to play it at my game day. And the other thing you should, well, actually, probably maybe, bef- no, nah, I don't know. We're in news. So you might hear this before you actually hear the interview. Uh, I'll be uh, fast-tracking an interview that Matthew and I did while he was here for the game gaming weekend as well. He sat down and we had a conversation. So uh, you'll get to hear about what he's got going on, and I believe we talked about WYSIWYG at that time as well. So there you go. You should be hearing that interview very soon. And that's what I got for news, dude, so it's all you. All right. Got a little smattering of stuff here and there, nothing, nothing big. Marvel has announced that Deadpool is going to die. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I believe this about as much as I believe in the permanency of Wolverine's death. In current issue numbering, it's going to be an issue 45, but they're going to renumber that to 250, which is where they figure will would have been included if that hadn't been relaunched, renumbered, and miniseries. <laughs> they figured they'd be at around 250. Right. And uh, it's happening in April. <laughs> yes. This is totally believable. Uh, I care not a whit because I think he's one of the weakest characters ever. Yeah, no, you're not a fan. I would gladly see a Deadpool movie because it should just be gratuitous violence and quick one-liners, <laughs> which I think, because I like Blade, <laughs> the first. <laughs> so just put Jessica Biel in this with Ryan Reynolds, and I think I'd be happy because they were part of the best part of Blade 3. Mm-hmm. Possibly yep. the only good part of Blade <laughs> Three. Yeah, he's ridiculously popular. Uh, even more popular than Wolverine. I don't think either one of them are going to be dead by the end of 2015. I believe this is just another attempt for Marvel to dick around with Fox <laughs> and their ongoing attempts to grow their own mutant universe. Even though Marvel denies they do that. What mutant universe? Exactly. <laughs> On the game side, Ninja Division slash Soda Pop Miniatures your favorite 
uh, <laughs> have announced uh, some updated information for their Super Dungeon Explorer Forgotten King expansion. Uh, the Kickstarter was successful last year, did over a million dollars. They you now have a hard date and MSRP. It's, uh, oh no, it's Cool Mini or not that you don't like. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't Soda Pop? They broke away. They from broke cool away Mini. from Cool Mini. Yeah. yeah. Good on you. Well, you know. <laughs> Uh, one comment like six months ago. It's, you should be happy <laughs> no, I remembered it. That's talking about good on them. Oh, good on them. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, hard date of April 9th, uh, with an MSRP of ninety nine ninety five. You know, like I said, I was not at all disappointed that I missed the first game, played that a couple times <laughs> at Jordals, and it's not a bad game. Just, uh, glad I didn't buy it, and I'm glad I didn't get in on this one either. It's, uh, it's not an expansion. It's a standalone. It's a sister game. So it's not, uh, that's why it's a hundred bucks and not, you know, 40. Yeah. Still assembly required. Probably. Yeah. They said, <laughs> uh, unless they misprinted it, that most of the figures are assembled this time. Mm. Still not kidding. I guess they caught a lot of flack <laughs> for having to glue on three strands of hair. Whatever. Good on Ninja Division. Privateer Press has announced uh, Iron Kingdoms Unleashed, which is going to be their hordes equivalent of their Iron Kingdoms War Machine game. Iron Kingdoms Unleashed uh, in April. A whopping... 480 page source book even wizards of the coast doesn't make books that big anymore with an msrp of 60 bucks so good on you pp apparently people <laughs> buy your books i still want to play that role-playing game i sat in on a session once and it didn't Did do much for me it's well it's like star wars if you can be a jedi why would you not be a jedi if you can be a warcaster and have your battle jack why would you not be the Warcaster? Even if you can't have a battle jack, why would you not be the best possible character? That's just me. No, I went through character creation and I sat through the session and I was like, sat through like it was the worst thing I did that day. It just, it didn't grab me. The, I mean, you know, I like the fluff, but it just, it, it wasn't there a lot. It, it just, you know. Was, I thought you didn't like the fluff. I like was the part fluff. Of it. It's, it, it's just in terms of games that I play, mm-hmm. And where their miniatures were ramping up to versus the time and budget that I had to put into games. Everybody is in Rochester and I'm not going to drive to Rochester right. for just yeah. that game. It's not a bad game. Uh, it's just not my favorite of the games I was playing anyway. And when they started putting out $120 models, sorry, <laughs> I'm not going to pay that much for a model and you don't have to play. F- Obviously you don't have to play with it. It's an optional model. But when everybody's playing with their version of that model, you feel like you kind of got it to be competitive. <laughs> I mean, their stuff looks awesome. But yeah, it's just a game I played least, so I stopped putting money into it. And then uh, on the Kickstarter side, Monolith Games uh, started their Conan uh, Kickstarter yesterday. And that funded in around 17 or 18 seconds. They had initial goal of 80K. And as of today, with 28 days left... They were at over 350k. Uh, they're unlocking a lot of uh, extra figures, and of, actually, I don't know if it's an unlock or if it's a core component. But they've got a really cool player tray in the game for uh, player. The, <laughs> apparently, they listened specifically to me and my complaints about Zombie Side, and then just took everything that I said <laughs> Zombie Side should do and put it in their tray. So. I like Conan, but I hadn't really planned on jumping on this game, but I'm glad to see uh, that it's succeeding really well because I like Conan, and there's very few good Conan games out there. On the miscellaneous side, uh, CW has announced, to nobody's surprise, that Arrow and Flash have already been renewed. 
um, that they're going to be doing an animated Vixen show, a cartoon CGI for their digital channel. Didn't know they had a digital channel, <laughs> so I, I had to look at that. So I guess this is going to be online only. It's not going to hit like prime time or, or weekend or Saturday morning or anything like that. And uh, they're quite happy with the success of the Atom in the first half of the Arrow. So they're uh, talking to Brandon Routh to uh, continue on maybe in an Arrow series. Nothing solid on that, but they're talking about it. And at a television critic's convention of some sort this past weekend, they revealed what the Firestorm costume is going to look like for later this season in Arrow. And it looks stupid. <laughs> it looks like a tracksuit with his uh, nuclear logo just glued on. It looks dumb. Especially compared to what they have done for other people's costumes in that show. Canary, even Roy's, which is just a red version <laughs> of Ollie's, mm -hmm. looks awesome compared to this thing. And I think Roy look, just looks stupid with the eyes on. This just looks like, grab me some Adidas and then put put a circle on it. No, don't sew it. We might, this night might, might not be the final. Just, just Velcro it on. That's what it looks like. It looks dumb. And I'm really disappointed because he's one of my favorite characters. So they yeah. got my letter. <laughs> oh, I blame you. <laughs> All right. So that was Geek News.